Welcome to episode five of the Rock and Road podcast. Thank you for joining me once again. And have I got an episode for you this week? I'm going to try out the latest Suzuki Katana 1000. It's awesome. I'm going to speak to the one and only Tony Hadley from Spandau Ballet and now, of course, a solo artist. And I'll bring you some album recommendations. But first, back to my car and vehicle journey. I say vehicle because this time I'm going to tell you about a motorhome I bought. Last time I was telling you about the Mercedes 4x4ML, around that sort of time, I decided for some unknown reason to buy a motorhome. This is before I had kids and a family. It was just me and Daisy the dog. And I bought one on eBay for about £2,000. And I gave it the full Leona Graham renovation treatment, new curtains, carpets, a full clean-up, the whole works, and made it look absolutely brilliant. And the idea was to head out of London at the weekends, go and stay with my friends at a local campsite and have some fun. I had friends on the coast, uh, Sussex coast and over in Cornwall, some in Wales. thought this is going to be amazing. But then I was moved from my shows on Absolute Radio to weekend breakfast and it meant I had to be in the studio at 6am on a Saturday and Sunday morning. So that ruined that plan. But I did manage to get away a couple of times and there was two major things wrong with this motorhome. No power steering, so very, very hard to manoeuvre. I also found that when you do get to the campsite and you unpack everything and then hook up to the electrics on the site, get all sorted and think, I need to pop out and get something. You've got to put it all away again to go out in the motorhome to get what you need to come all the way back and set it up again. So that is why when you go down the motorway and you see these motorhomes with a little car trailing on the back, you know that they have sorted it out properly. Because I didn't think of that. What I should have done was have a motorbike in the back. But you can see pictures of this motorhome on my Instagram at Rock and Road Pod. And let me know if you've got any motorhome stories. But now, talking of motorbikes and not shoved in the back of a motorhome, but sitting proudly on my driveway this week, I was loaned a fantastic bike, and here it is. I have today a Suzuki Katana, and this is a legendary name in biking because it's been around since 1981. The original Suzuki GSX 1100S Katana caused a sensation when it came out in the 80s and it's been going ever since. There's been various different variations. 2017, the Katana 3.0 concept model was introduced, and now we have the new legend, the 2020 Katana. The idea of the Katana is it's been developed to be a sporty-looking standard street motorcycle but with modern styling and performance. In terms of the engine, well, it's a 110 kilowatt inline four engine that powers the Katana, directly inherited from the GSX R1000. It's mainly black and gray, really. Black, gray and silver with the word Suzuki in red and the famous Katana logo with a sword through it, a Katana sword, which has been inherited since the original days of the bike. On the front, a rectangular LED headlight with the side silver parts coming down to meet that in a rather stylish way. And in the back, I love this. They've put the number plate and the left and right indicators right down low, just coming round the tyre, hugging it round the back, leaving the pillion seat without any junk on the back of it. So it looks quite cool. In fact, there's quite a large gap between the rear tyre and the rear brake light on the back of the seat there. Size of an A4 piece of paper. It looks good. And the idea of this is to give it a cleaner and tougher, lighter new look. I'll just get on the bike. Okay, so it's got uh, quite an upright riding position. This apparently is designed for comfort and ease of control. The seat height is 825 millimetres, so quite low compared to some of the bikes I've been riding recently. Slim design on the seat. 
so you can easily plant your feet firmly on the ground. Tubeless tyres made by Dunlop, a traction control system which apparently confirms the conditions every four milliseconds, so extremely quick response to any changes in the environment. The screen or multifunction instrument cluster is quite low down actually, well below the handlebars and this shows you everything you need to know. Gear position, battery voltage, traction control mode, clock, driving range, all kinds of stuff on there. It's got an easy start system, so you don't need to pull the clutch in to start it, you just press the button. It is time to take her out for a spin. First impressions pulling away, extremely responsive and very nippy and light. Oh, this races through the gears very nicely. Going round a roundabout here, quite a large roundabout, and it, uh, it leans over nicely. I don't feel out of control like I did a little bit on that Honda Africa twin. I feel at one with the bike. I don't have any fear. It's probably not a good thing. It feels really comfortable to ride. I could get used to this. I love the 1000 engine. This is a yes from me. It wants to go forward right now, even though I'm on the flat. The clutch is in and it's raring to go. I just have to let the clutch out a smidge and we're moving. Don't need to accelerate at all. I'm just gonna pull the throttle a slight bit now as I weave through the traffic, but just a tiny amount. It's literally on fire, this bike. It just wants to go. Go, go, go. The riding position is comfortable. It's got all the sportive power, but without me leaning over too much. I don't have the strongest wrists and hands, so these things are important to me. The center of gravity is just perfect. Apart from my Honda NC750, this is my favorite bike of the moment. It's very jumpy in second gear. You've got to be extremely careful with the clutch because it's, uh, it's a little bit springy and it wants to go when you're just letting it out gently and you end up sort of kangarooing it a little bit. It's lovely pulling over at the lights because there is no fear of dropping it because my feet fit nicely on the ground and because the seat is quite narrow, I could squeeze it and sort of hold it with my legs. You can tell that this bike has been around for decades. It is perfection. I've never felt so comfortable so quickly. Really enjoying this. I wonder if anyone listening has had a Katana because they have been around so long. Somebody listening must have had one. Let me know what you think of it. Well, I feel confidence enough to filter through the traffic, which is always a sign. If I'm hanging back, it means I'm a bit uh, wary of the new bike. This doesn't feel like a new bike to me at all.
like this bike. I'll take one of these, thank you. I am back and that was a satisfying ride. I like the Katana, top marks from me. Hello Dexter. Hello. How are you this week? Good. What did you think of that motorbike I had outside? That was really cool. What was cool about it? It was all black and silver and fancy and stuff. Now, how was school this week? Uh, quite good. Yeah? What have you been doing? Lots of homework and lots of fun things. Like what? What's a fun thing? Like maths and stuff. Oh yes, I know you like maths. Okay, tell us some of your amazing maths. I'm learning a lot of stuff like good like partitioning and stuff. Partitioning? Yeah. What's that? Like when you partition like big words like six, what, 600 times plus 500 plus 109. And how do you partition it? Quite easy. What do you have to do? Like, just, you could use the dividends and use some partitioning by being smart. <laughs> OK. Well, thank you. I've learnt a lot. And there was me thinking partitioning was something you put up in an office. Anyway, time for my extra special guest this week. He's an 80s legend. Please welcome to the podcast, Tony Hadley. Hi, Tony, how are you? How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, love. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. Kids are back to school. Fantastic. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, but, but um, what about you, Tony? I mean, you're a, you're a performer. How have you been uh, the last year? Uh, unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, well, we, we would do, I mean, this year was going to be bonkers mad. It was my anniversary year, 40 years. New album was coming out. Um, literally only managed to get two tracks recorded before lockdown. Uh, we were due to do um, Singapore. That got cancelled. We snuck into Japan, snuck into Australia. Then the, the whole kind of lockdown situation started to hit. I was then not allowed to return to the UK uh, because otherwise my daughter couldn't go to school. I had to, be, I, I had to go into quarantine. Uh, I then had to spend a week in Miami before my band flew out. And then we did our US stint. Yes. Uh, then it was, then it literally, a couple of my band got really ill. Uh, we got back home and it was lockdown. And oh. it's, it's been like that ever since. So, it, you know, for performers, people in you know, music business, theatre business, technicians, road crew, sound engineers, uh, you know, scenery creators, it's been flipping tough. The events industry, uh, it, it's, it's, it's been the most alien period, I think, of anyone's life. You know, we're just not used to this. And um, one thing I have learned from the whole thing is I'm never going to retire. Whether you I like mean, me or not, whether you like me or not, you're stuck with me. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm just, I could never, because you meet so many people. I mean, I hit, I hit 60 uh, in June last year, and it, so it was my 40th anniversary. The album was going to come out. Uh, you know, all sorts of things. And um, I don't know, I'm, my, it was going to be a massively busy year. Uh, and now I've realised that I will never, ever retire. I can't imagine it. it just, so the quiet can't. life isn't for you? Well, there's only so much gardening you can do, isn't there? <laughs> stuff. Get the old hoover out and a bit of housework and stuff. <laughs> and Tony, now coming on to vehicles, um, do you drive? I do, yeah. I, I, I've been driving since I was 17, passed my test first time. 
it was a bit easier when I took it. You don't have to do a, a written test. You didn't have to do a written test. So uh, yeah, same as me actually. And, yeah, I mean, um, I loved I love driving. Yeah, it's cool. What was your first car? My first car uh, was a Vauxhall Viva, a blue Vauxhall Viva Mark II, that was going to go to the Knackers yard, and my mate. Derek told he said, "Oh, he said my dad's car's going to the knackers yard and stuff, and uh, and it's going to be crunched up." And I said, "Does it work?" He said, "Oh, yeah, it's still drivable, but it's just really old." I said, "How much does he want for it?" He said, oh, "I don't know. I'll ask him." He forty five quid. So I think I borrowed the money. I was, I was seventeen, just past my test. Borrowed the money of my mum and dad, and um, so it was a Vauxhall Viva. I then painted a great big red rally stripe down the middle. It was sky blue. Uh, and I took all the carpets out of it, all the sun visors to make it look like a rally car. <laughs> you know, you know, and you know, I see young kids going around in their cars and they go, eh, 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 and they, they put holes in the exhaust and stuff. And I sort of go, oh, you, uh, no, actually, I can't say that because I was doing the same thing. So, uh, oh, it was my prime job. Eventually, it did blow up though, but I, I got, I got a good. Probably a year out of it, yeah. That's awesome. Have you got any old photographs of it by any chance? Do you know what? I'm not sure I have because I know it's, but you know, no one had mobile phones in those days, so no one was taking pictures all the time. You know, you had to almost get the brownie camera out and get under the clock yeah, yeah. as well. So. <laughs> but what do you drive now, Tony? Um, well, I've, I've, I'm near my country, Buckingham. I live out in the country. I live in Buckinghamshire. Uh, finally took the plunge and moved out of London because my wife's. Uh, a bit of a country lass. And um, to be honest, best thing I ever did. Um, love it. We're really lucky. We're surrounded by green fields so we can go on wonderful walks. And, and during the lockdown, that's been absolutely kind of mind-saving. Yeah, yeah, that was, you know, I can turn right, I can turn left, and I'm in a field, which is brilliant. So I've got a, a big, um, one of those big tanks, at, um, a Land Rover Discovery, which yes. is it's brilliant. Actually, one of the best cars I've ever driven. And then I've got a little Cinquecento, Fiat Cinquecento 500, a uh, little convertible, which is my little pop-pop car. Oh, so, how uh, cute. I love it that you've got two. So you've got a tank and then you've got a little, little mini-me. <laughs> one extreme <laughs> to the other. Yeah, I mean, my favourite cars, I mean, I have to say, I, I, was, um, I drove Jags for years and I love Jags. I really, always got a big fondness for Jaguar cars. Uh, uh, but driving around here, there's combine harvesters and you know muck lorries all all the time going past. So there's relentless potholes, and you don't want a nice car around here. It's right, yes, just going to yeah. get trashed. But if you had, um, you know, you could have any vehicle, what would be your dream vehicle? Ooh, I'd actually do fancy an old XJS convertible V12. But I just worry about it. it. You know, so many potholes, honestly, would get ruined in about three months. But you, you never know. I tell you what I also like, what I always loved as a kid was Stags, Stag Convertibles. Beautiful oh, yeah. car. They're stunning. Great design, yeah. So I might, I might do when I'm... No, you're uh, not retiring, I, so you can't do that. No. <laughs> I, I was going to say tinker with an engine. No, you've got to be joking. <laughs> no, stick to what you've got. It sounds just right. And well, I realise... I'm oh, sorry, Leo. I know I realised a long time ago, sometimes it's best to just stick with what you, you, you know uh, and... Uh, don't go venturing off into different, you know, areas and stuff. So I'm just right. going to stick to the singing, recording, playing. That's the simple yes, way to go. Definitely. And uh, what do you listen to when you're driving? I probably play uh, Killers, Kaisers, AWOL Nation, Script, 
a bit of ACDC. Um, I'm a bit of a rocker, really. Um, I don't know. But also, I also like sort of pop music. My daughter, when she's in the car, will always play me like Zara Larson or Shawn Mendes, someone like that, mm-hmm. or Ava Max. So, so I'm, I, I do play a lot of new music just to, you know, keep up with what's going on. Uh, Panic at the Disco, one of my favourite bands. Love uh, Brendan Urie, brilliant. What a voice, amazing. So, uh, and then sometimes it might be a bit of classical, or you know, just if I'm in a more of a chill mood, or it could be some techno. I do like a bit of techno every so now and again. The whole range, you, there's, there's absolutely everything. I love it. Yeah, so. I mean, a bit of Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett. I mean, it just depends. I think music's all about mood, isn't it? And do you sing along, being a professional singer? Being a professional singer, uh, yes, I do. <laughs> I, 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 it annoys me when we're going on a trip and we got the radio or a CD on or whatever, and or Spotify. Uh, I've actually got a CD player in my, in my Discovery, which is great. I love it. But um, me, Zara, my daughter, she's 14. She sings. She's got a good voice. She sings along to everything. I sing along to everything, and it drives my wife and my youngest daughter, Genevieve, <laughs> up the flipping wall. I bet it uh, does. So out of all the cars you've had over the years, Tony, what would you say is your favourite? Ooh, 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 I did have an old Rover 22SC. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about it was the muster car. It was like those old police cars. Yes. I did oh, have yeah. one of them. That was that was that was cool. Yeah, I, I yeah, they are good. I, uh, Jaguar XKR convertible. Oh, what a car! Oh. 4.2 supercharged engine. Oh, that was that. Yeah, that is fast. That was. Good fun, really good fun. And um, what else? My, my first car I ever bought <laughs> was uh, with my, you know, like proper new car. So it, uh, I bought a new car and it was um, in the early 80s. We just started making some money in Spandau. And I bought, I can't believe I did this. I bought a gold Opal Manta Coupe. What, because of the song Gold? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I <laughs> don't know. Had you written I, the song Gold by that point? Uh, yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it, yes, it had. It'd been written, yeah, it had been written and we'd be played. I think maybe it was someone in in the showroom just said, you know what colour you'd like to have, sir, don't you? And I, I said, really? What colour is that? Gold, sir. That's what you'd like, wouldn't it? Suits you, sir. Uh, and so I ended up with a gold. <laughs> <laughs> why did I buy a coupe with two young it was only a two door coupe why did I buy that with two young kids the most mental thing but I, I've, that, I'm a bit it was a bit... salesman wasn't it he just wowed you with his whole gold no, thing it, <laughs> it, it, it's me honestly I'm a bit not right in the head sometimes I think <laughs> Well, it's lovely. It's lovely you to say that. That's hilarious. That is just hilarious. Um, if you have any old photographs of any of these cars, I'd love to see them. But that that gold one is brilliant. Yeah, that is absolutely true as well. It really yeah. is. Excuse yeah. the pun. <laughs> Another one. Love it. Yeah. Hey, they're all coming today. <laughs> Well, Tony, look, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. So the first gig, so it was June in Leeds, wasn't it? June the 26th, Let's Rock Leeds. It will be rocking. And I cannot tell you how excited we are. It, it, we, oh, it's going to be amazing, amazing. I, I imagine the buzz is just going to be incredible. Well, well we yeah. look forward to that, the 26th of June in Leeds. And, Tony, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Leo. Thanks. Really nice chatting about cars. It's really good. <laughs> 
Now it's time for my album recommendations. A new album out just recently is Thunder, who are a British band, have been around since 1989. They've had some great music over the years. This new album, it's actually excellent. And it's called All The Right Noises. The opening track is an absolute gem. This is a proper foot-stomping rock anthem. You need to ignore the subject matter, though. That slightly spoilt it for me. It's a bit of a rant about Brexit. And I think if there's one topic we're all sick of, it's that. And we don't need to hear somebody ranting on about it in a song. So ignore the subject matter. Just enjoy the song, if you can. And then on to track two. This is a really good heavy tune, much heavier than they normally go. And it's called Destruction. The guitar on this one, nice and loud and distorted. Great vocals from Danny as well on this song. We've got a low-key acoustic song after that, The Smoking Gun. Then a song focusing on Donald Trump. I told you, he gets into all the politics in this album. There's one called St George's Day, and I thought, great, we are celebrating the joys of St George's Day at last in this country. Uh, But no, it's not quite the celebration I was hoping for. But there is some heavy stuff on here and some more mellow stuff. Thunder are back with a new album, and they're going on tour next May, if you're into them. Now, we had International Women's Day recently and Mother's Day, of course. With that in mind, I'm going to choose a great band now with a female vocalist. Do you remember Maloko and Sing It Back? Royce Murphy on vocals. Really like her voice. I rediscovered an album of theirs now that I've got all my old CDs out. This came out in 2003 and it's kind of a mixture of dance music and indie music and a bit of salsa and Latin. It's got everything in there, really. Um, the first track's called Familiar Feeling. Really like that. And then one called Cannot Contain This. Track three. Go straight to that. It is brilliant. That's Maloko, the album Statues. So that's almost it from the podcast this week. <coughs> yes, hello. Yes, what do you want? So, um, ladies and gentlemen, you can see that she's lying because I haven't been on the podcast yet. Please welcome to the podcast Harley Graham, whose ego since we started this has got out of control. A bit like your driving. A bit like my driving? Yeah. Hmm. So do you want to do a philosophy or, or what do you want? I would actually like to do um, a band album recommendation. Which album? Number of the Beast. By... Iron Maiden. Okay, so you want to throw that one into the mix this week? Yeah. You've been listening to it, I presume? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Hmm, that's why I do the presenting on the podcast. Right, the podcast is back next week with a really exciting car for you, along with a special guest. In the meantime, thank you for listening, and please rate and review and like everywhere possible at Rock and Road Pod.